This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Mikhail Morrison out of Seattle. Nick Longo in Los Angeles. Uh, you bastards leaving me as the only one in the flyover states. <laughs> I'm all on my own out here. <laughs> Still nice. rocking the tank though, so you're doing something right there. Well, you know you? what? It's it was kind of depressing for I know I don't like to talk about weather on the show. I hate when podcasts do that, but um the the radiators kicked on last night for the first time. So I'm that's a bad day. Officially, for me. yeah. Yeah. That means summer is officially over. So I oh, yeah. it's like the first week we're feeling it too. I hate it. Yeah. But well, L.A. Crimea River, come on now. I'm ready <laughs> for it. I love it. I love the fall. And, like, I'm putting too much eggnog in my coffee in the morning. I love it. <laughs> so no, you skip right over the pumpkin spice latte. You know basic bitch. Oh, I I did a couple of those, too. I just love it. It helps you get into the mood for me, the cozy mood right. mm-hmm. of it all. Yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I mean, I'm not ready to get the Christmas shit out yet and start decorating. That's for I sure. But know, I love the fall transition for sure. I always know when my iced coffees start turning into hot coffees in the middle of the day. Then we know the holidays are yeah. coming. Then the red cup's going to be here. Yeah. Oh, yep. be awesome. Oh, the red cup. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for that again. They they won't do that again this year, will they? Yeah. What's or will the they do it just to? Who knows? Cool. Want to thank everybody for coming back for telling a friend. Uh, maybe maybe you've been listening to all the the back episodes and you've just now caught up with us and you're listening live for the first time. Who knows? But um, we love to um, ask for the five star reviews on iTunes. We count on that to get new people listening. And something else I want to try. Um, can, you know, we're in the hundreds of episodes here, so it's mm-hmm. always a little harder to think of topics. So how about yes. we ask you guys? Um, for topic suggestions nice. and the way you do that is just go to Twitter and uh, suggest a topic using the hashtag DGDC topics. Um, Ooh, a new just, hashtag. Yeah. And just obviously <laughs> make sure, make sure it's something kind of that we haven't already covered a lot. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it has to be something fairly specific at this point. So yeah. Um, yeah. And also want to bring up, it snuck up on all three of us. We just had to discuss <laughs> this. Um, our next episode is the 120th, and as you know, uh, in the new year, we've been trying to, every 10 episodes, rather than just doing a listener question show, we're doing them live streaming. So um, our next episode will be live this coming Monday, Monday, October 24th mm-hmm. at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. So be sure to put that in your calendars. Again, it's uh, M- Monday, October 24th. Six Pacific, nine Eastern, and you're going to go to thedeependdesign.com slash live and come with questions. Come with, yeah. Uh, yeah, anything you want to ask us. It could be, it could be design related. It could be 
business related. It could be yeah. personal. That we've had you some know. good. That last one was great. There was some yeah. good, really good questions. You know that caught, I think a few of them even caught us off guard, like books. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. the book, yeah. The book sure. Questions. Oh, and then yeah. we just sound like uh, idiots. Don't read. But- I need to have the a better one, answer for The that. listener question for today is more on a personal level, which it's great to have a variety in that know, respect, know. you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, great. And if you think you're going to come and it's just going to be like hundreds of people and you'll never get your question in, that's not true. I mean, I think last time no. we got to every single question. So, mm-hmm. And um, then answered the, answered a few questions from the same individual, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. So if you come which is great. and you've got some questions, we'll definitely get to them. So, um, and it's fun. It's just a fun time. Bring it. a, we'll be bringing our drinks. You bring your drink or, yep. you know, a cookie if that's more your thing. <laughs> or some and tea. We'll do it. A pumpkin some spice tea. latte. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> with a little spike in it. <laughs> exactly. All right, cool. So before we get on with the show, let's talk a little video blocks uh, video blocks is great. It's our new favorite thing. It's basically an affordable subscription based stock media site that gives you unlimited access to premium stock footage. So it's all about the video, which we love around here. So, um, you know, it's unlimited daily downloads from a library of 115,000 plus video clips after effects, templates, motion backgrounds, and all the kind of things you would need. Uh, to build out a great video for you or for your clients. So, um, you know, on average, subscribers pay less than a dollar per download over the course of a year. It's really great stuff. They've got they've got some a la carte stuff um, like other uh, subs- other stock sites do have, but they've got a huge selection and they've got a lot that are in the free library once you remember. So it's a great way just to get super value for it. Um, they've got a great variety of ta- time-lapse aerials, uh, U.S. and international locations, slow-mo, nature shots, everything you need. And they're always adding new content to the library so it stays fresh. Um, and it's simple, unrestricted licensing for both libraries, the members library and marketplace. Um, so everything's 100% realty-free. Even after your sub- subscriptions come to an end, you can still use it. You are not going to get sued. You own it. It's yours to do what you will with. So Videoblocks is offering our listeners a year subscription for only $99, which is great. And this is a $50 discount off the usual price tag for our listeners only. That's less than $10 a month, you guys. So Crazy. get your yearly subscription today for only $99 at videoblocks.com slash deep50. That's videoblocks.com slash deep50 for the discounted offer. All right. Today, we're going to talk about something that's kind of near and dear to my heart lately, and that's cinemagraphs, which is Ooh. kind of cool to come off the video blocks thing, because uh, mm-hmm. that's a yeah, place you Yeah, I thought you, can... you were going to segue. I thought you were going to do a cheesy segue between yeah. the two. You <laughs> we, know what? The we, segues... Both, we just leaned back and we're waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> the segues don't always flow like they should. So, you know, it's like you can't, can't do it every time. Yeah. It makes it less special, right? So... <laughs> Well, that's true. You don't want to keep them on their toes, man. (laughs) This is just one of those unspecial episodes, I guess. I like that the the segues have been mentioned in a few of the reviews. That's kind of funny. Yeah. (laughs) But I think that's what contributes to – it just adds too much pressure. Well, too much pressure on me to come up with a segue. That is true. I'll I'll try one for the next one. How about that? All right. I'll try (laughs) it for for fresh books at the end. Cool. (laughs) So anyway, Cinemagraphs – I've been using these a lot lately. I don't know if you've checked out the new DeepEnd yeah. site. 
Um, there's some cinemagraphs on there as hero images. And for a client, I um, added a cinemagraph to their landing pages as well. And it's just such a great underutilized way of making an impact. Um, So basically, I think we might have talked about these as a forecasted trend for 2016. The only problem is no one's actually using them. You know what I mean? Like when I, when I looked them up, yeah, when I looked them up, there's so many like Reddit pages and just uh, like Roundup. No, instead everybody's using actual looped videos. Which is fine too. Mm-hmm. Videos are great too, but the reason I like cinemagraphs is a couple That's things. That's so distracting. Yeah, and well, and no one's using them yet, so they really mm-hmm. um, they make an impact when you see them because it just fools the viewer long enough to like make them stop and take notice, stop and look. Yeah, sure. yeah, like what's going on here? Mm-hmm. This video is um, as much as I love it. It's getting more and more commonplace. Yes, to where to where if you're not using it, you're behind the trend. But if you were to use a cinemagraph, you'll be way in front of the trend, which is kind yeah. of a cool I like, I thought that too, because I was kind of like, oh, wait, if it's a trend and have we, is it seen so, are we seeing a lot of it? And you're, you're right. It's kind of like, um, I haven't seen it really explode just yet. And I think it'd be a perfect mm-hmm. thing to be thinking about of how you can add it to your site now, uh, specifically because it's such a cool hybrid between both photo and video, you know? Right. Yeah. And like everything you see online now, when you look it up, it's basically just like one of these listicles of all these different inf- uh, cinemagraphs, but they're not in context. Like mm-hmm. they're just, just a cinemagraph yeah. on its own. So uh, that doesn't really do a whole lot of, of business for anybody. So, mm-hmm. um, so basically, if you're, if you're unfamiliar with what a cinemagraph is, Nick just hit it on the head. It's basically half, it's mostly a still photo with one small area of motion. Mm-hmm. So let's say it's like a, like a rainy street and there's just like a girl with an umbrella kind of twirling the umbrella around. And yeah. that's the only part that's moving. So you see the rain falling, but that's all still. Mm-hmm. It's like a still photo and there's yeah. just one element of motion. So that's, that's what a cinemagraph is. Um, you might be thinking it's like a GIF, but um, yeah. you know, the, or a- I, I was even thinking like, you know, uh, what is it? The live pictures that Apple has, like it, it's a combination. It's, oh, like, yeah. it's that in between, but I think you have a really good one where the, the one guy is kind of looking at his phone and there's the reflection of like, he's on a train, mm-hmm. uh, in the, like the reflection of the glass kind of passing him. Right. Is that the one you, that, yeah. And I, I think that's, that's a really one on my cool, site. Yeah. That's a really cool one to kind of use an, as an example. And I guess if you're, if you need one, go to West's site to check it out and see, because I, I think that one really hits it where it's this ever so slight little area of motion to grab your attention, yet it's a still photo. And it really is a nice little hybrid, like we said earlier, in between. Exactly. And um, th- I, I think the main difference between a cinemagraph and a standard GIF is GIFs are kind of just meant for more like meme purposes. Yeah. Right. They're not there's not really an emphasis on quality and there's not usually an emphasis on the loop, like the smoothness of the loop. You're right. It could be you really. Yeah, sometimes and, you have to study mm. and actually look for where the looping occurs of cinemagraphs. So yeah. that's a good thing. Well, when you do and it right. Yeah. And you're right. We are. Isn't it funny how when you see a GIF on certain spots, we're almost OK with the fact that they're all low res. They're pixelated. They look like crap. 
it's like yeah. it, they, they are a lower quality and they are very uh, very small files as to begin with. Yeah, they're know, not as, as whopping. Needed. Yeah, yeah. So this, they're just... this is nice. It's a great graduation of this idea and it's much more fluid and much more clean. Yeah. When I text with my friends, if I can ever just send a gift to mm-hmm. to say how I'm feeling, I'd rather just do that than say my own words. So me too, me too. I love there's that. Always, there's always a gift for everything, especially now we're in uh, iOS 10. Oh my there's, god! There's like the little GIF. Uh, yes, finder. You can just do it right, right I know. in your text messenger. It's great. People sometimes people find like the <laughs> perfect one that just like some like you said sums it all up in just an expression without yeah. even words. Those are great. But you know what? <laughs> um, with my friends, almost any time you can just get like a Real Housewives woman that's rolling her eyes. <laughs> that's all we ever need. <laughs> Love it. I tend to go to the office. The office has a lot of good ones. Yeah, the office. And I've seen uh, Sex and the City has some good ones, too. Oh, there you go. I'm sure there's some good Samanthas there. (laughs) Oh, yes. One of the things that we talked about, like, in terms of replacing a video with a cinemagraph, beyond just the novelty factor that a cinemagraph is uh, just new and different, hasn't caught on quite yet, Mm -hmm. it can be a lot less bulky than a video. Because... There's an, as we know in web design, you have like less than three seconds to get people's attention or they'll bounce pretty quick. So if your video takes any kind of time to load and think about most videos you'll see on a company's homepage, uh, you'll very rarely find one that's less than 10 seconds long. Mm -hmm. And that, and that seems really short, but it can still take a little bit to load. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can do a cinemagraph and if you if you do it right, that loop can be very short. Like mm-hmm. the one the one on my homepage, for instance, I got it down to one second. It's a one got second it. loop. So that makes it really small. And we'll talk about compression later, how to yeah. like really get down and make that happen. But yeah, it's uh the shorter the better. You might be wondering, like, how do you even go about making a cinemagraph? It seems complicated. But it it can be complicated or it can be extremely as easy as just buying one. So um, the first thing you're going to want to do is brainstorm a concept. So that's going to obviously be very different based on what you're doing it for. Like, is it for a client? Is it for your site? If it's for a client, what's their niche? It has to make sense Mm -hmm. to some degree. Sometimes they can be a little bit of a stretch. Like like the one on my homepage, it's the L train going by in a reflection which doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot about web design, but it anchors it in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So it makes it known that we're a local company. Yeah. And there's a guy who's inside like working on his computer and it goes along with the the headline and the CTA. So yeah. it works. You know, yeah. it's not it's not like anything showing about a website. It's mm-hmm. just we're in Chicago, it's a local company. Makes sense. Yeah. Or if you um, needed to say something about the convenience of being on the go and mobile how you you know if that was the the headline you were trying to say something like that works just as well it's it's like you said brainstorm yeah. what are you trying to say first and then come up with the right idea of what you think the the cinemagraph could could replicate yeah absolutely so it doesn't even necessarily have to be super grounded in the niche mm-hmm. of the customer of, of your client it's more about yeah it has to go right along with the messaging like what's yeah. your headline right there. Mm -hmm. How can this kind of supplement the headline? So keep that in mind when you're brainstorming. Um, And the other, there's kind of some do's and don'ts here to make sure that your cinemagraph is hitting the right note. Um, It should be subtle. Mm -hmm. So you need to make sure it grabs attention, but it doesn't 
really distract away from the headline in the CTA because as we know, the CTA should be the real hero of, yeah. of the site. So it should kind of complement it, draw a little bit of attention, make people stop and look, but then they should be able to look. It should flow right into the CTA. Um, so you're going you're gonna to want to generally keep the colors and the composition kind of subdued so it's not overly busy. Yeah. Um, and you're also going to want to, th- you got to plan this out ahead of time to know so in this in this instance, let's assume we're doing this for the hero image on your website. Mm-hmm. So you're going to want to plan out ahead of time to know where you want that headline and CTA to go so that you don't overlap. You don't want the main action of the cinemagraph happening right where the CTA is. So, got it. Um, you definitely don't for like you wouldn't want that action to be centered. Because then yeah, there's no right. room. You would yeah. ideally want it to be either on the left offset or the right. right. Yeah, yeah, offset so that you can put the the meat and potatoes somewhere else. Right, the positioning. That's why the examples you've got in your doc are so handy. Oh, thanks. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> well, yeah. So if you guys want to check out, obviously the one on my site, the deependdesign.com, and you can also check out the one I'll talk about in a bit that I made for a client. Uh, you'll go to glendevinmotors.com. Ooh. Yeah, so that we, you can check that one out. Um, kind of a, along similar, similar lines, but, um, totally great. It's great. Thank I you. love it. Well, and I, I wish I could find more examples of this at work, like hero images that are doing this. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, yeah. I can't like, there's just very, there may be some out there, but I wasn't able to like find them on a Google search. So yeah, these are the only ones I can point to. Another thing, like we mentioned before how short it needs to be. So whatever you brainstorm, whatever the action is should be very tightly loopable. Okay. I don't, I don't know if that's a real word, but loopable is like, cause <laughs> yeah. cause like it is now. for instance, yeah. For instance, on mine with the, the L train going by, I was able to just one train car would just overlap with the next one. So mm-hmm. that's how I got it down to one second. If it was a more, I'm trying to think of something like if it were like a girl's eyes kind of slowly going back and forth, that is a little harder to to make loop. super tight. Yeah, I mean, you can loop it, but it might be a longer loop. So okay, gotcha. So but you're trying that. to say keep it a shorter loop. Not I mean, for so load much. time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, time. That, that that too. But yeah, I think but, also too, then it becomes a video in a way too. If it's too long uh, of a of a loop, does that make sense? It does. No, but that's where I. The, no, really? I don't, I don't, no, I don't think that that would indicate that it's become more of a video because the yeah, whole, I, the whole purpose of this is that everything's still other than one element. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's not make, a matter about the time lapse. Yeah. That's a good point, Mikkel. So basically what I would say in that case, to your point, Nick, is um, the thing that really is going to sell it as a cinemagraph is you've got to make sure that the, the background elements are, would lend themselves to motion, mm-hmm. but they're not moving. Okay, let me. Yeah. So let's yeah. say, like, let's say it's that example of the girl with the umbrella and it's raining. Mm-hmm. You, you can tell it's a cinemagraph because there's rain, but it's frozen in place. Yes. Versus if it weren't raining, I mean, she was just in front of a building that wouldn't be moving anyway. Mm-hmm. Now it might as well just be a video. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, like it's it helps almost- to have like background people that should be walking, but they're kind of frozen, or cars that should be moving, but mm-hmm. they're not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got you. And the thing that's moving, you want it to almost be textural, like part of the, it's, it's not, it's not like the main character is moving. It's this 
element of the of the whole piece that's showing motion or showing movement but not but it should be i guess a a highlight of the image not the main image is what we're saying it can be anything like it could could be be anything like it could be like the the main uh focal point of the image Mm -hmm. like let's go back to my homepage for like the guy sitting in, in the computer uh, with the computer, with the train. So the guy yes. should be the focal point, but the train is in the background and that's what's moving. Gotcha. So it could be either or. It could be, okay. the, the guy could be typing and the train could be still or it could be the opposite. Yeah. That brings me to the good point. Use a person whenever you can. Um, they've done a lot of studies on this. It's with images, with videos, anything. Whenever you can use a person in a big video image like this, it's always going to... Um, it's always going to convert better. People mm-hmm. connect to it more than if it were just like a raindrop falling or something like mm-hmm. that. Especially and, with movement. Yeah. And oh, the absolutely. Yeah. And for extra credit on that, if you can get the person's eye line to be looking at the CTA or in uh, the direction mm-hmm. of the CTA, that's also been shown to uh, anything that that person is looking at is going to draw focus from the user as well. Got if it. That makes sense. Yeah, we just I we just did that for a um, connect with sales landing page where the lifestyle models of the image are pointing at their computer screen, but it's cropped in a way that they're pointing to the form that they want the users to fill out. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Anytime they can like anytime they can like point. I mean, it sounds cheesy, but honestly, though, it leads you know, the eye. And so anything like that that works. Yeah, it's interesting. These are old marketers' tricks for sure. Yeah. Um, So now there's, let's talk about the two options for for getting a cinemagraph. So Mm -hmm. one is just buying one pre-made. You can get those. You can get a, you know, like we said on uh, on video blocks, they've got a couple cinemagraphs. Um, They've also got videos that you can download and make into a cinemagraph yourself. Um, And there's a lot of other options for that too. There's actually even some, completely free uh, sources for pre-made cinemagraphs. So check mm-hmm. that out if you want. Or, you know, the other th- option is to make one from scratch. So if you were going to do that, it's not as not really as complicated as you might think it is. I would, you know, you need a camera, obviously. Your phone can take video these days. Um, you're definitely going to want a tripod or some kind of a steady surface because, Obviously, when the whole background has to be still, you don't want your can your even the, the smallest like shake of your hand mm-hmm. will make it hard for you to do that. Because basically, when you make a cinemagraph from scratch, you're kind of like think about it like you're starting with the video, and then you're choosing a still within the video, like one frame that's going to be the still part. So you want still. that frame to be as still as possible. And then you're basically like, think about it as painting motion on the one part okay. that you want to move, if that makes sense. So usually so, if you're making it yourself, the still background image comes from a still of the movie you took. Yeah, you, you always start So that's with why you want the quality. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Except, except for when I did it, I cheated. With the, the, both of you, mine, yeah. I'll go over mine like later, over like what it. I did. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because I, I did it a different way. I, but I'll talk about that later. Um, so you, you want it to be as still as possible. So a tripod's good. Um, they make tripods for your cell phone, by the way, too. So that one right behind me. Yep. <laughs> there you go. You can get that. And then you're going to need some software just to bring it to life. So you can use either Photoshop 
Uh, we're not going to go into like the specifics of like the step by step how you do it. There are plenty of um, of those Tutorials. guides online. Just Google. What would in. you say? Just even just um, experience wise, novice Photoshop people would well, they, would they be able to do this on their own? You, you can. It's going to take yeah. a, probably looking at the steps. You'll be a little intimidated by it, but if you go step probably a by good step, exercise. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah. Okay. And because cool. Photoshop actually has pretty good video editing capability mm -hmm. in it. Most people don't really use it for that, but yeah, you can do it. Got it. Just Google in uh, how to make a cinemagraph with Photoshop. Cool. Um, or there's a program called Flixel that's, I think, 300 bucks to download, but it's all for cinemagraphs. I don't I know that I would necessarily... that, yeah. Yeah, I don't know that I would necessarily recommend, like, if you're just going to do one, but if you feel like you're going to do this a lot for clients, then... Yeah. Maybe, maybe get well. it. I think it may, might make it easier. Um, cool. So we can talk a bit about, like I mentioned that mine, I kind of cheated in mine. So <laughs> in both cases, so for the deep end and for the Glen Devon Motors one, basically I opted to do, um, a, it's kind of, I would say a, like a poor man's cinemagraph, which is just making the main action appear as a reflection in glass. Got it. So what I did is I just, on, for my site, I downloaded um, a couple stock photos mm -hmm. of people like working at a computer like one is like on the home page it's a woman it looks like she's in a coffee shop and on one of the landing pages it's a guy uh looks like he's in his office there's no mm -hmm. there's no window there inherently there was no window but it but works yeah it works and this, then what i did that one right yes exactly the, the, that's the one we're talking yeah 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 Nick's whole it works it it feels as if you you caught a great shot of someone through a glass yeah and there's the reflection yeah. So like what I did is I actually took my camera and went down to the L train and just took some video of it um, cool. from different angles just to play around with how it looks. And then you just layer it on top. I think I used uh, Premiere Pro and okay. just layered it on top and uh, set it to screen. So it kind of sold Overla it as a reflection. It. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I just, the hardest part, the trickiest part was just to kind of figure out that that matching point, like where the one car ends ends, and then trying yeah. to overlap it so that it was just that really tight one second loop. Mm -hmm. And then I just made a video out of it from there. And then cool. uh, for the Glen Devon Motors one, started with a stock photo of the background. So basically, if you're not looking at it, it's it, it's a guy driving in a, you know, a Bentley convertible down you know, Beverly Drive in Beverly Hills. It's, it's, a, it's an upscale rental car, like a luxury mm -hmm. car. Luxury rental car agency. So, um, so we got a custom photo of the car. So mm -hmm. we layered that on top of the background, and then I got video of like palm trees going past. Like, nice. So that's the only motion you're seeing is the palm trees going past in the reflection of the windshield. Got it. So again, so again that was overlaid. an overlay, not a not a substitute. Like it right. it overlays the photo, not replacing the photo. Right. Got it. Overlays okay. it so that it just looks a little more yeah, natural. Reflection. Yeah. But that one was hard to uh to loop seamlessly because it was hard right. to have yeah. the trees kind of Yeah. So I just had to I had to cheat it and do a little bit of a um like a dissolve. Got it. But I but I think and I think that one's maybe a three second loop. So it's okay. not quite as tight, but still not bad. And this might sound totally novice, but the end result is a movie file. Just as if video, you were yeah. gotcha. Okay. It's not so, like this is any other format or whatever, but no, definitely but, just save it as a movie, upload it, and mm -hmm. that's what it's playing on autoplay. 
Okay. Yeah, I recommend using a movie file, and then you just set it to loop on the site. Um, mm-hmm. Having said that, you can save it out as a GIF. Um, I'm not really – GIFs are kind of tricky, though, because they always have that dithered look to them. They're not too smooth, right? They always yeah, have they're not. Yeah. The quality's not as crisp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend using video. Um, so what you're going to want to do is compress it. Once you're mm-hmm. done with it, no matter how small it is, you can make it smaller. And I found, okay. so like there's two factors that impact how big the file is. And one we already talked about is length. And the other one is just the quality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to make, that's why I like to make mine as short as possible so that the quality can be as good High. as yeah. it can. You know, it's like a sliding scale. It's levers. Which, yeah. Which, yeah. Which do you want to sacrifice, you know? So what I used is there's a like a free web-based compressor called ClipChamp. Mm-hmm. So that's clipchamp.com, and I'll put that in the show notes. And it's really it's cool. Like you just you drag the video onto the screen, and you can choose you know the size of the file: small, medium, large. Nice. I just usually choose medium. I don't want it to. I don't want to sacrifice too much. Mm-hmm. But it it brings your video down quite a bit, and it still looks pretty good. Cool. So that's really great. Yeah, that's how I did it. Um, so yeah, it's. I guess it's, the it's one drawback basic. to that though is that the vector imagery process now for integration. You, I mean, now, there's no question now. I'm processing SVGs all the time. Mm-hmm. We're we're pro- we're processing them all the time for optimal quality. Well, so you're me- you're messing with the pixelation of of the imagery, and then therefore the pixelation of the video, and then on Retina display is going to take a hit. Sure. I mean, yeah, it's There's all true. these things to damper with. It gets actually very frustrating. You know? <laughs> th- thank God, like, just think about how shitty this would have been 10 years ago when we really <laughs> had to, like, like we couldn't you even couldn't put use big images. Big no, yeah. You, yeah. yeah. No. So but it's like. You just, you just notice that more, like, you know, now, now that I'm on retina displays, it's just n- noticeable every single time. Yeah. You, you know what's clipped. You know what's clipped that's been vectorized, and you know what's not, and it's made of pixels. And what's it's, been pu- pu- pulled in at low quality and not, you know, fat dimensions to accommodate. Yeah, it's true. But I think what we need to remember is obviously, I think load time is more important than everything looking super crisp when we're talking about, you know, when we're talking about actual. Users on a website, they're going to care much more about it loading quickly. Um, mm-hmm. I think yeah. as, as designers, we get much more involved in that, especially yeah. when we're working on our own stuff. Oh, like, sure. That I we hate detail. to see anything. Yeah. yeah. We hate to see anything we do suffer a hit like that. But, you know, it's all a matter of, uh, again, you got to, it's what are you going to sacrifice, you know? Yeah. And if so, it's, and if it's atmosphere, I think this feels very, like it's helping the atmosphere of your site. And then with the crisp type and everything on top of it, I think that might even be a nice, if it's a little bit ghosted or a little bit, I don't want to say blurred, but having that crisp font and type and headline over Mm -hmm. it could be a really nice feel when, you know, um, this, I just see it as being quite a bit of an atmosphere add on to your site. And I think that's what I love about these. Um, so it's for, I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's not, going to directly impact anything other than it's it's an attention grab mm-hmm. it's something that's it's something that people generally haven't seen a whole lot of so it'll help you for that reason for the atmosphere yeah mm-hmm. 
So we, we've been talking about doing this on as like a hero image on your on your homepage, but there's other areas you can do use these in as well, and that's yeah. Facebook ads. Oh, there Facebook, you go. You can you can use them for Facebook ads now, which is great. Um, and I think that if you're if you do any of that for clients, this is a great way. I think they've shown. I read some some stat, and I wish I could spit it out right now. I don't remember, but um, conversion rates went way up on Facebook ads when they use cinemagraphs. Intra- so, yeah, I, no doubt. Yeah. I can only imagine. Because yeah. you, you're fighting against, think about it, in people's feeds now, the movies and everything play automatically. So yeah. a Facebook ad's got to kind of compete with that now. So mm-hmm. why not add a little bit of motion to it to catch their eye, like you said, and throw a person in there and bam, you got it. <laughs> and have the person looking down at the headline exactly. and then you got them. <laughs> Just throw it all together. Yeah, and, uh, you can even use it in email marketing now. Mm-hmm. You know, like for for That's those true. that are for those that don't have it set to not show images in the emails, they'll see it and mm-hmm. hopefully it'll improve the click through rating on that. Yeah, and social media. So, like if you advertise on Instagram or anything like that, same as Why Facebook. Not? Just yeah, yeah. I've seen a few um, sponsored ads come through on Instagram with with this uh, this te- technique being used a lot and. I always get mad because I'm like, ah, they got me to stop, you know? <laughs> yeah. A lot more ads lately in Instagram, have you guys noticed? It's definitely on a... Yeah, yeah definitely. I'm seeing them on Tinder too. Really? Yeah. Where, God, where did I see something the other day? And I was like, that, I think it was, was just anytime there's, oh, anytime there's an update and we all get excited about like, oh, the new Instagram, they've done this, whatever. It seems like <laughs> the ads get more and more. Yeah. With each with each update, which is hilarious. The update is I, now now with even more ads. Yep. You know what I was thinking too for these would be a great thing. I've used movies and specifically like just loops in the back of my presentations a lot of times too. If I'm mm-hmm. presenting this live and um, I build them all on Keynote, and Keynote is really friendly mm-hmm. with anything you bring in video, and you can opacity it, you can put it in the background, and have all your stuff work in front of it but i think these would be great to add because they're not so i don't think they're as distracting as maybe a full video they are they enhance what you're trying to say just as much and i'm a big i'm a big fan of presenting without a lot of words and having visuals behind you and you as the presenter being the talker and really Mm -hmm. giving the delivery so having something like this in presentations i think would be a really uh added value for sure you know i definitely try to start using that I think that's where I would I would use this application for sure. Cool. So hopefully, you know, this has inspired some people to to get on board of the Cinemagraph train because I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like it's just too good of a an opportunity that no one's using yet. So yeah, jump on yeah. and you'll be one of the first for sure. Jump on that train on Wes's Cinemagraph. Exactly. <laughs> get it. <laughs> and another. You know, another train we should all jump on is the FreshBooks train. All aboard, baby. All aboard. Yes, you did it. You're a designer, not an accountant, and FreshBooks is making it easier than ever now that they've redesigned. I think we brought it up last time. They've mm-hmm. they've refreshed their whole tool, and it's it's even more design-centric now, and it looks great. It's easy to use. And the, the whole dashboard has been uh, – it's just been curated in such a way to answer – the one burning question for any small business owner or designer, how is where's, my business doing? And where's um, my money? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So no more guessing games on what's owed, overdue, or whether you're in the red. 
Um, you know, it's super easy to use. It only takes about 30 seconds to send out an invoice mm -hmm. and you can customize the colors, add your logo. So they match your branding, which is so important when you're sending these out to, to your clients, you want to look professional. Yeah. Um, you can see if an invoice has been looked at and you can set up the automatic payment reminders. So you don't have to feel like the bad cop. It all happens behind yeah. the scenes and you don't have to worry about it. So mm -hmm. You'll get your money. And if you ever have any questions, um, FreshBooks award-winning customer service is amazingly helpful, super friendly with no attitude, and a real-life person usually answers in three rings or less. They so, love Mikkel. They, they love, love Mikkel. <laughs> yeah. And we all love them. Like I've, I've dealt with them a lot since they've become a sponsor and uh, just super nice people. And That's great. So they, great. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It, was, it, so it we, hit me the other day. I was thinking that like, I just hate that whole aspect of the business that we have to do. And if it, when I was doing it manually, I even hated it more, obviously, because you're doing all the work and all the calculations and all the record keeping. So whatever you can do to make it easier, I, I, I would hope to think everybody who's listening to us has already taken advantage of this great offer with them, but just yeah. do it if you haven't. I trust, trust me, it's like makes life so much more easier on that end because we don't like doing that. And have the best tool, you know? Right. It's, it makes it easy. And I love the deposit feature too. Yeah. Is, yeah. Yes. So you can just same invoice, you just request a deposit and you're good to go. So we've worked out one month free for our listeners. You don't even need the credit card to sign up. So put your plastic away, go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic in the, how did you hear about us section? All right. This question is from Tressa and she writes, Hi, Wes, and specifically Mikkel. I'm a young mom with a two-year-old, and I've been diligently using nap times to build my portfolio in hopes of landing a gig at a design firm. In my previous career, I was turned down on interviews because my availability and reliability with having a toddler made my prospective employers nervous. That sounds illegal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as moms themselves, I'm wondering what advice Mikkel and Christy, well, Sorry, Christy's not here. Could offer about work-life balance while working for a firm and how to break the news that I'm a parent in interviews without ruining my prospects. I know that you stress firm that you stress firm before freelance. Oh, but might this be a case where slowing gradual freelance is the more viable option given that I won't be our sole income? Thank you for mm -hmm. all your wonderful advice. So she was saying that we normally advocate that you work for a company first. Um, just to kind of get your feet wet before freelance. Yeah. Yeah. Before freelancing. But, um, what do you think, Mikkel? Have you ever been turned down for having, yeah, you know, if that's the case, she ugly? doesn't want to work for those bitches anyway. That's, that's, that's awful. Yeah. I've yeah. never, I mean, think about all the families all across the globe that have children, toddlers mm -hmm. to teens, you have to tend to them in some fashion. I almost want to put her in touch with our attorney. Nonetheless, <laughs> Nonetheless, um, every, every lifestyle, every engagement with family slash work is different. Yeah. Yeah. Commitments, they vary like crazy. So I, I, I don't know that it would be completely wise and advisable to seek the firm spot prior to going freelance. If she comfortably has a handful of clients, maybe it's three solid. Yeah. See what can fly from that. Why not? 
And there is absolutely networking that can happen internally as you're working your own yeah. internal agency, your, your own practice. Um, so I wouldn't say that, you, you know, to, to really truly stress in, in your personal situation, Tressa, that you have to find the creative agency life prior. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not to say that it would be a drawback, of course, but your situation can work with an, in a number of ways. And it's never, it's, it's, it's always worth asking questions. There might be some flexibility with a potential firm where if you were to ask, as long as I'm hitting deliverables and I'm able to work sometimes virtually from home, are you open to that? Mm-hmm. Are you open to me coming as early as seven in the morning and just staying till one or two? Why would you not ask the questions in order to see if it might be able to work to collaborate with your team members at the agency yeah. while you're able to, to be a mom and accomplish the goals at home and, you know, making sure that there is quality of life still in the case. You don't want to burn yourself to mm-hmm. the ground. So and that's commonplace. Sure that that's commonplace. It's not that they're, just they're about flexible. when you drop your toddler off mm-hmm. or when you pick it up, but maybe there's an hour just to yourself in there too, that you, you are able to calculate that you approximate with that request when you ask the question to, mm-hmm. you know, hiring management or whatever. Um, make it make it absolutely work for you, you know. And you know, some might be rolling their eyes out there when listening to me say this because maybe you can't afford to make mm-hmm. it work for you. And sure, well, I mean, I I remember billing it to thirty, forty an hour. I remember. Wait, setting the alarm for four thirty-five to go to, to network before I went to my full-time job. It life goes into in different waves, right? So you make yeah. whatever you have to work for a period of time, and then you shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're you know, so that, right. Yeah, that's that was kind of a long-winded answer, but I just don't think it hurts to ask the questions. If you were to make this ideally work for you, what would be the scenarios? Line up the questions and go into an interview with with those. And maybe play the game a little bit. If you know that they really find you desirable, don't ask the questions until at least a second or third interview. Second or third interview. Make yeah. them really mm-hmm. want to land you a good one. Play yeah. the game. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like you've asked what Christy does. And um, I don't know if people remember, but my sister Christy was on the show a while back. And she, her, her little girl is finally in school. But for the longest time, she was freelancing um, while Madeline was a toddler and it worked out oh, man. very well for Did everybody. We ever because hear the nap time duration—they're never long enough. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's where that's where whiskey comes in, but um, <laughs> or Benadryl, whatever, whatever you got around. Um, <laughs> no, but no, like it worked out really well for everybody. Christy would work, and Maddie would play, and because I think a lot of, especially, I, I don't know what, what age is normal for moms to go back to work. I I think. These days, you depends kind of on the circumstances to too. Pretty yeah. quickly, but um, I know a lot of moms kind of like to stay at home for a few years. So this might be a great reason to do that, or a great way to do that. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've got the because luckily you're in the kind of career that you can freelance. Like, what if you were? Yeah, if she were just a paralegal, right? That wouldn't work. Yeah. We're in a career where we can kind of make what we want out of it. Um, and you can mix and match. Maybe there's part-time yeah. work that can be available. And, and on the flip side, mm-hmm. every corporate position I've ever worked at, there has been multiple um, moms with toddlers working in all aspects of the thing. And and I think oh, yeah. one of the keys is like you were saying, 
uh, ask the questions up front, but also too, I think a lot of things that you can do is if you find a place that's at least local or quite close by, and there's that flexibility, then you're not so far away from, let's say, family or your toddler or from daycare or what what or however it's being you know taken care of. But there are ways to find find still find a job, but. By no means is this anything not happening out there. This is in every, under every office, I think. I mean, yeah. it's a daily, you know, struggle that everyone has to do. But my gosh, it's it's not like uh, there's a good solution out there, I think, for sure. Yeah. Either way, either way. Pretty sure, pretty sure people have always had kids. And yeah. Always, you know. <laughs> and like you said, I think you can't discriminate against that in a way oh, either. No. You know, you can't. I mean, gosh, I, I assume I assume she assumed so that was the reason. Opportunity employer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I assume that was kind of a backdoor reason and not like mm-hmm. the reason they gave. I she might have had a hunch. Saying, yeah. Yeah. I don't think they can say to you like, oh, you've got a kid. No, mm-hmm. no can do. Yeah. But all right. Well, anyway, hopefully that was helpful to you, Tressa. And best of luck. Yeah, let us and, know. Uh, yeah, and keep it's sending updated. in those listener questions, guys, to questions at thedeependesign.com or audio questions. We love those, too. So, um, again, want to remind you all to come to our live episode. So that's going to be Monday, October 24th at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Come with questions. Come with drinks. Come with uh, <laughs> anything you want to know about the gang. So there you uh, go. you're going to go to thedeependesign.com slash live. Just show up a few minutes early. Make sure you're in the right spot. Uh, other than that, where can people find you guys online, Mikkel? I can be found at mkmdesignco.com and mkmdesignco on Instagram. I am at longodesigns.com, longodesigns on Instagram. Also wanted to mention the uh, um, Adobe Max coming up. I'll be there uh, oh, yeah. first week of November. Um, already heard from a few listeners, so if you're going, um, definitely – let me know. I'd love to see and meet a lot of people out there. It'd be great. Sweet. All right. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do that at Wes McDowell or on Facebook at facebook.com slash the deep end design. All right. Good show guys. Uh, with that in mind, keep designing, catch us next time on the deeply graphic design cast.